This is riveting. Find more at riveting.fm. I'm Morgan. I'm a publicist. Thanks, Morgan. I'm Linda. I'm a writer and editor. Woohoo! This is. Drink! Drink! Drunk! Oh, hi, Brian. Hey, what's up? <laughs> this is a grammar show with a drinking problem. Today, we're going to talk about Gilmore Girls, white supremacists, oh. female sommeliers. Ready to get into it? Oh, I am. That sounds terrifying. Rib- riveting. <laughs> riveting, indeed. Sounds like the apocalypse. Yeah. But also some Gilmore Girls. That's kind of apocalyptic if you think about it. Mm, I don't know. Okay, well, I have a question for you. Shoot. Why is the second G in Gilmore Girls lowercase? It's a mystery. (laughs) Their logo is, um, if fans of the show will know, that Gilmore Girls, Gilmore is a capital G and Girls is a lowercase g. Yeah, so maybe you guys don't know. Maybe you've been like watching the news or watching football or some uh, you're entertained by something else. But Gilmore Girls, what. which was a popular show circa mm. 2000 to 2005 maybe. I would say so. Um, don't fact check us. Been off the air maybe 11 years. Just pulled that out of my butt. We don't know how to do math. Don't know. Don't care. Don't check it. Don't tell me. They just came back with a four-part Netflix series reuniting the Gilmore Girls, which is Lorelai Gilmore and her daughter, Rory Gilmore. And You know who else it reunites? No. The Huss family in front of the television. You guys watched it? We're going to. We have a date. Wow. A date that we just had to cancel because I realized I had a conflict, but we will wow. be watching it. So when, like February? No, hopefully later this month. Um, but you know, we were very anxious to get to it. Can now. I tell you all the spoilers? No, I've been purposefully avoiding them. I've only seen the first forty minutes of the first thing. I heard it got bad reviews. Yeah, it did. me too. Guys, we spent a fortune on it. I think the original show got bad reviews, and I still watched it, so I don't yeah. care. Um. I don't care either. I would, I, but I still read. I don't really even read the reviews. I read the comments on the reviews because yeah. that's the kind of person I am. Right. And I read one yesterday and this person was so defensive of Gilmore Girls. I really admired their gumption in their defense of Gilmore Girls because they were like, listen. Yeah, I know this isn't everything we thought it would be, and maybe you're unhappy, but however many years ago, again, don't remember, mm-hmm. that this show came out, teenagers on TV were, um, it was like glorified to be like a slacker or like... Yep. It was it was all about like extracurricular and boyfriends and girlfriends and yeah. the OC and whatever, whatever. And here comes Rory Gilmore. Dork. And she's a dork and she's a nerd and she doesn't have her first kiss until she's 16 years old. And awesome. she made this cool for us. And I was like, bravo, fan commenter. Yeah. I appreciated that. And I needed to see it because I'm a bandwagoner and I was ready to be like, Gilmore Girls sucks. <laughs> Yeah, everybody said it sucks. And I've only seen 40 minutes of the four hours. Yeah. But I don't know. It probably doesn't suck. It might suck. Don't care. 
that was never the point to be good. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Some things aren't made to be good. No. And how dare you assume everything has to be good? Yeah. Did anyone think Fuller House was going to be good? No. no. Did I make my family watch every episode? Yes. <laughs> Does Who Zippo cares? watch? Yes, Zippo watch. If we're all in the same room, of course Zippo's there, my family dog. Um, <laughs> including my father, who thought we were only going to watch the first episode. He doesn't oh, like get Netflix. He doesn't oh, understand it. That's that, right. Like, Does he know now for Gilmore Girls? Is he ready? <laughs> he ready is interesting. He <laughs> understands that it's happening. Okay. But um, he has suggested he will be busy. The retired man who never leaves his house will be busy. He's going to have plans. Yeah, he's going to have major plans that night. But um, no, full Fuller House, I sent a meeting request to my whole family that we had to like mm-hmm. be there for a certain Friday, the Friday it came out. And I like went there and they were all kind of like confused, but we were doing it. And um, we watched the first episode. And my dad was like, you know what? That was pretty cute. I'm glad we did this. Thanks for coming, girls. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go. And we were like, sit down, old man. Not done yet. We got nine more episodes to go. Oh, or however man. many it was. And he Your was like, dad. the look of fear on his face, like fear slash confusion. Yeah. Because he like, didn't understand that every episode came out at the same time. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. He thought you like bought them illegally on the black market. <laughs> I guess so. One more question. Does Tawny come to these? No, I wish I had her address or something. <laughs> Although be, I guess it'd be weird if I sent her like a letter inviting her. But you should cut every letter out of a magazine. <laughs> Dear Tawny, meet me at this address. If I cut every letter out of a magazine, maybe that would be a good exclamation for explanation for the big G and the little G in yeah, Gilmore right. Girls. Okay, so get back us back to, on track. Sorry. Back on that was track. a long explanation. Do you think everybody knows what Gilmore Girls is now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they hate it. <laughs> um, so, Vulture.com mm-hmm. put out, why is the second G in Gilmore Girls lowercase? Yada, yada, yada. I won't read all this background now that we have gone into it. Oh, we didn't even talk about Jess. Okay, we won't, though. <laughs> all is right. it lowercase everywhere or just on the signs or in the title like card the logo is okay okay lowercase j okay not like when you write the episode in print you would still right but when gilmore girls talks about gilmore girls they do big g little g what do you mean when they talk about it that's... like whenever they're writing it like when they're putting it like when it comes up when the show starts and it says yeah, so like the title card mm-hmm. okay everything is big g little g okay I guess. I mean, besides the title card, I don't know what else there is. Well, advertisements and stuff. Oh, yeah, then. Credits. Every yeah. every. I don't know about credits, okay. but definitely, like, if you were to see a marquee, maybe, or I don't know right. what. But yeah. Sure, sure, sure. So, every time they use that font, I wonder what font that is. I think it's called Gilmore. Oh, okay. Just that kidding. makes sense. Okay, so here are some of the best guesses at why the show chose this maddening grammatical faux pas for its title. Yes. To represent the mother-daughter relationship. Big G, little G. Big Lorelai, little Lorelai. Oh, that's the other thing we actually didn't explain. Mm. So even though Rory is the name of the daughter, her that's her nickname. Right. Really, it's Lorelai, which is the same as the mom. Which is crazy to me. Okay, so blah, 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 it's about mother-daughter. Would you name your daughter Linda? <laughs> no, but that's because, like, all Lindas are grandmas. 
I've always had to deal with that. Hi, my name's Linda. Oh, like my great aunt's name is Linda. I really loved her until she died. <laughs> um. Okay, so to illustrate the quirkiness of Stars Hollow, which is the mm-hmm. town. God, we skipped a lot. Well, I wasn't going to do the whole fucking... <laughs> We lost like 50 listeners when you guys <laughs> talked about Anna Green Gables, so we try and cut this true, a little short. That's true. All right, we'll wrap. We'll speed it up. All right, Stars Hollow is where they live. So the explanation there is a pancake house that doesn't sell pancakes. Annual traditions that only appear once over the course of seven years. A gazebo. This town is so wacky. So their punctuations, capitalizations, wacky. How about this? This will take you back. Okay. The WB was trying to be hip. Oh, the WB. So good. Ah, oh, seventh heaven. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> when I see the smiling faces, smiling back. Ba- oh, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, talk <laughs> about kids off the rails. Remember Mary? Yeah. Jessica Beale's breakout role. Now she's like the most normal one, right? Mm-hmm. Well, of the two that I know of. <laughs> That's the only one I can think of. Who's the other one? Well, the dad, of course, had that. Oh, the yeah. Yeah. Can't talk about that. Everyone else in that show probably died. Do you know that Mary was actually younger than the younger sister, whose name I forget now? Mm. Jessica Beale was younger than the the other actress. Fascinating. She played her older sister. What? Because she what? had that butt. Oh, like in the Gilmore Girls, Estelle Getty was not the oldest. Golden Who Girls. Oh, did I say Gilmore Girls? Yes. Oh, I God, like, sorry. I don't recall her making a cameo. <laughs> no, she didn't. That would have made this so much better. Um, okay. Uh, the G's growth was stunted from too much caffeine. Mm-hmm, possible. They, they drank a lot of coffee in the show. Possible. Um, I'm skipping a couple. And... No, none of them are good. <laughs> Are it. there any other shows that do that, though? I always hated how Friends was all capital letters. Well, I don't think anyone should have... Oh, like on the title card. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And like with the dots in between, and sometimes people would write it all capital. Well, those like people, people are used stupid. to write you can't in sync friends all that. capital. With, with the star, asterisk. Yeah, yeah as, a, as the apostrophe. Don't do that, guys. Yeah, no. And... I wouldn't blame friends for You wouldn't blame friends for anything. <laughs> writing it incorrectly. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I can't think of another one that's like capital, not capital. Anyway. I bet you there's some that are all lowercase. Oh, definitely. Because that was a real, real big thing like two years ago. Never to use a capital letter. Yeah. I used to, so in my old job when I would have to fact check things, like a lot of companies did that too. Mm-hmm. Like if it was like you started a company called like Chocolate Cake Cafe or something. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> Genius. Um, if they lowercased all of the C's in their like logo, yeah. they would expect you to do that in print too. And it's yeah. Like, no. It's hard to read. Hard to read. You're doing a disservice to people. I'm yeah. not going to confuse people. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I don't listen like, to that if they try to do that. Yeah, don't let them do it. I feel so like Grey's Anatomy probably tried to do that. Oh, probably. So this is actually a good lesson that Gilmore Girls, still when you would write it, you should write capital G, capital G, even though their logo is a lowercase g. Yeah. yeah, screw it. Yeah. I don't care what they want. Yeah. Okay. They're entitled. <laughs> yeah, they are. That's what a lot of people say. Mm-hmm. 
I read the comments of the reviews, guys. I know what's up. It's funny that most people are like, don't read the comments. But that's all you read. Yeah. Uh, it depends on the website. <laughs> and actually, I'm talking mostly Facebook. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not even reading the reviews. I'm reading so. the somebody posts a link to a review and then they're like, I can't believe we're so negative about this or I kind of agree with this. And then I don't even click the link and then I just expand the comments to see what their friends think. And then I decide who I agree with and who I don't based on their arguments. And then you defend it to the death. Yes. All right. So you're like the social media version of like a... um. A professor who would moderate uh, debate or like a teacher that would moderate debate class. I mean, I guess so, but I'm not even well-versed in the subject material. You don't have to be. It's all about argument. So you are oh. going with the person with the best argument. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, for that's you. me. Well. What are we talking about next? White supremacy. Like the Gilmore Girls. Speaking of Gilmore Girls. Wow. (laughs) Makes me sad. Sorry. It's very white. It is. You're right. I don't deny it. Just like Breitbart. Yeah. Writing about the alt-right. So the AP came out this week. Again, we explain every time, but... We're a little bit behind, so we're recording this on December, what is it? Second. Second. So um, this week, the AP made major news, Mm -hmm. I think, uh, when they came out and talked about how you should talk about the alt-right, or if you should use that term. Mm -hmm. So um, as everyone knows, the Associated Press, um, a lot of uh, outlets use Associated Press guidelines um, for things like style, but also they do um, try to regulate how you use certain terms. So, for instance, many episodes ago, Maury and I talked about one of their decisions about using car crash instead of car accident because accident implies remember that, one. that there was no guilt. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they come out with things that are more than just like don't use or you, you can use over and more than interchangeably. You know, yeah. like, that's like a funny thing kind of that we'll talk about. But yeah. this is more serious. Yeah. Sometimes they're commenting on word usage and how it affects the meaning of what you're saying. Yeah. So they began by saying recent developments have put the so-called alt-right movement in the news. They highlight the need for clarity around use of the term and around some related terms such as white nationalism and white supremacism. So um, they say the alt-right or alternative right is a name currently embraced by some white supremacists and white nationalists who refer to themselves and their ideology, which emphasizes preserving and protecting the white race in the United States in addition to or over other traditional conservative positions such as limited government, low taxes, and strict law and order. So Yeah. So just to be clear, yeah. alt-right means white nationalism, which means white supremacism. Like that it yeah. might mean other things too, but at its core and what you need to be worried about is the fact that 
the people who say they're alt-right or believe in the movement or subscribe to it, what they what they mean is the white race is more important than and is higher valued than and should be protected more than any other race. And that's the distinction between someone who says they're alt-right and someone who says they're conservative. Correct. That's why you would use that term instead. Yes. So um, for usage, they say alt-right, quotation marks, hyphen, and lowercase, for those of us who got it are into that, uh, may be used in quotes or modified as in the self-described or so-called alt-right in stories discussing what the movement says about itself. Avoid using the term generically and without definition, however, because it is not well known. And the term may mm-hmm. exist primarily as a public relations device to make its supporters' actual beliefs less clear and more acceptable to a broader audience. Yeah. You don't want to legitimize this thing. Yeah. You don't want to give it legs. You don't want to make it its own thing exactly because it is confusing because people are right wing and they're left wing uh-huh. and there's different variations of that and there's liberals and they're cons- conservatives but this has no place in that conversation no this is not it doesn't have anything to do with any of that it has to do with a, a neo-nazism it's yes not so- politics it's racism well in fact they go on to say in the past we have called such beliefs racist neo-Nazi, or white supremacist. So those are your terms that you can use. So I think that's really important to um, call something what it is, of course. Totally. I mean, there is a distinction between, um, you know, alt-right and conservative, conservative views and people are using them interchangeably and that does a disservice to readers. And that's why the AP steps in Yeah, because you are not being clear. Mm-hmm. And if, if it's not well known what something means, you need to be specific. Yeah. You can't just use a marketing term to people. You have to think like the world we live in now, there's people all over the world that can read what you write. So it's not even, so maybe um, maybe people in America know what alt-right is. I'm sure a lot of them don't, but just making, they do. making that assumption that people know that it's, you know, a terrible racist group. Why would somebody in Australia know that? Why would somebody, you know, that's going to read an, an AP article, for example, or a New York Times article or a Washington Post article, why would they have any idea what that vague yeah. phrase, brand new phrase means until it's defined and continuously defined every time you use it. Yeah. Because preferably you shouldn't be using it. Um, a friend of ours who runs uh, the website The Serendibite um, s- sent that to me and was like, you know, I didn't even know they weighed in on things like this. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I actually said to him, I, you know, sometimes when Donald Trump t- tweets something, I, and someone like retweets it or whatever, I see it. I click on it to see what the responses are mm-hmm. and you know political beliefs aside I am astounded to see that people say in those comments sometimes that I've seen at least that they are proud to be alt-right yeah. and I think I really believe that those people don't know what that means <sighs> and would You're they giving say people credit it's too many. Like, honestly, I I agree with you that there are yeah. people who know what they're talking about, but, like, there's too many that are like, 
we're, we're proud to be alt-right, like finally like down with liberals, like, but alt-right and liberals are not like Warring. opposites, yeah. you know, like, and so I honestly think they think they're saying I'm very conservative, but what they're actually saying is I'm a Nazi <laughs> or a neo-Nazi. So, I mean, it's a, it's a good distinction to make and I'm yeah. glad that they're making it. And you know what? It's not just about... I mean, I think I do... I, I hope you're right, but I do think you're being generous because I do think that there's a I think there's a pride now. amount of people that really do believe that they are superior because of their skin color, because of their... I agree. I don't think everyone who is commenting even gets what it means like i don't i don't know i think they're being like yes like conservatives finally back in power i, I don't know i mean that's up for debate of course because i'm i'm guessing and you're guessing but mm-hmm. i do want to say that's that the way they talk that's that's what they do though they're fucking tricky about it they don't say yes white's back in power they say yes conservatives back in power because they want to attract other people well that's what they're coming out against to that yeah so that's what i'm saying like these people might they're not they're not they don't use crazy xenophobic racist language in social platforms like that because they use these dog whistles they use this like covert well i just hope i think what i'm saying is my hope is that no one is being sort of tricked into using that Mm -hmm. when yeah because yeah i agree a lot of people do use that to like sort of mask like mm-hmm. you know put a nice a term on something that's ugly yeah um or a more palatable term on something that's ugly but i i hope that people aren't like casually looking at it and being like oh, oh yeah, yeah i'm that me. too yeah. yeah um but i will say this doesn't no so the ap didn't come out and say this but um i will say this doesn't just apply to you know a conservative platform i think that a lot of um outlets are being very careful about how they talk about the protesters um, in North Dakota. Mm -hmm. Am I going to sound like an idiot right now? And I don't even know the state. Um, uh, But so they call themselves water protectors, right? Yeah, at Standing Rock. Yeah. Yeah, at Standing Rock. So they're calling themselves water protectors, right? I think so. I think that's what they're calling themselves. So some outlets are just calling them water protectors, but that's not... Hmm. That's putting a nice term on something. And you can't do it that way either. You have to say they are protesters. And Mm -hmm. so some outlets are saying the protesters at Standing Rock who are calling themselves the water protectors. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you have to do it in all contexts because you can't use a marketing term to describe a fact. So you need to use what everyone would understand. Protester. Everyone Mm -hmm. understands. Everyone knows what white nationalist is. Everyone knows what neo-Nazi is. So just in communication, you have to be very clear, especially when you're talking about something um, very important. Yep. Anyway, God, I need a drink. So it's very important that we're clear when we're talking about important things. Yeah. (laughs) Which is why I'm going to talk about wine. Oh, thank God. I was like, if we talk about something else, <laughs> that makes my blood pressure rise. Yeah, that was a lot. I kind of got a headache. I feel like I'm sober again. Mm, you're not. not. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for being there for me. This is um, from Vine Pear. Mm-hmm. 
why I hate female sommeliers, and so should you. I already hate this person. By Vicky Denig. Denig. <laughs> Whatever, Vix. Sorry. Vicky, that means she's a woman, right? Vicky's a woman, yep. Ah. Yep. So she says... <sighs> With headlines like the rise of the female sommelier and sex in the sommelier make way for women, women are showing up everywhere from 13 badass wine make, female winemakers to New York City's pioneering female sommeliers. These are all articles. Women seem to be making big strides in winemaking and tasting. Mm. And then she says, why in the 21st century... Do we still feel the need to emphasize the fact that these professional industry workers doing their jobs and doing them very well are female? So basically, this is an age-old argument, but it's in a new industry and it's in a new field and it shall not be ignored. But, you know, we don't go, so we don't, you don't say like, I saw my female dentist yesterday and she diagnosed a cavity. It's like, yeah, what? That was weird. Like, <laughs> you yeah. don't say like... Oh, um, I met with a female lawyer yesterday and she's going to help me, yeah. you know, through my white Something about tampons. premises <laughs> lawsuit. With my alt-right lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously the wine industry is male dominated, which I think is weird because ladies love wine. But I've been doing my part for years. How am old I industry. just now being recognized? <laughs> It's been around for a long time, as long as people have been crushing grapes, which is a long time. And anything that's kind of old, except for prostitution, is male-dominated. Because ladies ladies be second-class citizens. Okay. Did you say ladies be second-class mm -hmm. citizens? Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, people are like, ladies be shopping. Oh, okay. Ladies be drinking wine. Well, you didn't ladies, do it with like a Ladies be second-class citizening. Citizening. So the reason that the gender is called out is because it's a rarity and the author or whoever is intending it as a compliment or praise for a woman who has broken a glass ceiling. Yeah. But saying, putting female before a prestigious job title automatically means that you're shifting the emphasis from that person's job to their gender. And these are hard jobs. Like... It's uh -huh. very hard and you have to be super smart to be a sommelier and you have to be even smarter to make wine. You have to like know science. Didn't you drop out of sommelier class? No, I passed. Oh, you did? Yes. But you stopped going. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so you passed like a level, but then you yeah. like quit. I did okay. my level one. And you're and like, this is too hard. A man should be doing this. <laughs> no, I did my level one. <laughs> And I passed. And then they were like, do you want to come back for level two? And I was like, I don't know. I kind of got to think about it because I liked it. But I was also not like, um, like I drink out of a box. So. I mean, as we've discussed in length, I'm a lazy human being. Right. And I was like, do I really want to keep going? You know, I have to go to class once a week. That's a commitment. It is. And then I think in the level twos, you have to do a blind taste testing. And, like, and I had to study for uh -huh. my test, which I passed. And I don't. You know, I haven't been in school in a long time, kids, and studying's hard, and a blind taste test, and... Yeah. Oi. You're just a girl. <laughs> <laughs> what if I had my period? <laughs> Everybody knows you can't taste when you have your period. <laughs> Everything just tastes like blood. 
we are I don't know what we're doing for the argument here, but <laughs> so anyway. Um although maybe these people are meaning to celebrate the these people, other other humans by calling them female, it is not celebratory, it is belittling. Oh, like you're a girl and you can make wine? You're a girl and you like uh, are a sommelier? Like that's rude and don't do it. Yeah. Period. Well, I mean, I've definitely seen like a roundup of like female brewers in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't know. I guess maybe I'm a little on the fence. Like, is that bringing to light? Like, oh, that's awesome. Let's celebrate that. And yeah, have but it's an also industry like, that was hard to break into. Oh, and did now you only make this list because you're a woman? Like, maybe you're not even good at your job, but you're, you know, like it's. No, I don't think so. People make them because they're really good at brewing, and they're finally breaking into maybe mm-hmm. a industry that was really male dominated now they're being like yeah. oh you know what it's 2016 so yeah but how about just call your list like um the 10 hot like the you know the 10 not hottest as in looks but like no the hottest yeah, calendar <laughs> yeah the 10 <laughs> sexiest bitches in the biz yeah um <laughs> would be like you know like no the ten, i get that the 10 brews you should know and they're all women and you don't have to say look at me i'm writing about women and it's just like whatever because every other list you published every other time has been all men so don't brag about it. Don't point out that you're writing about women all of a sudden. Like, and ever expect everybody to pat you on the back. Just do it instead. I don't think it should be a replacement. I think it should be an acknowledgement of progress and a celebration yeah. of progress. So I'm saying yes on those lists. They should have women in them, of course, that are like, you know. But I'm saying, why inclusive. can't they just all be all ten? Because literally everything before has been all men. Like the last, oh, I'm sure they can. The yeah. last ninety have been men, so the next ten can be women. But you don't even have to acknowledge that they're women. You just do it. I also think in this day and age, maybe you have seen on certain Facebook groups that we are part of hmm. that you might want to know what some women-owned businesses are and what yeah. some LGBT-owned businesses are or whatever immigrant. Immigrant-owned businesses because you want to support those businesses. So in that case, I actually do think it's good to call out those. If if you're like, I need to buy earrings. Am I going to buy them at this place or this place? And maybe I want to support right. a certain person. I don't know. I'm not saying one way or another, kind of. I'm just, I can see so many different ways of um, looking at it, kind of. But I don't yeah. think it should be a replacement for including women in your just just regular like, wine just, coverage the, you know like a headline like the rise of female sommeliers and i think that that was even like what was that that was a wall street journal article um it's just i don't know it's just it's like a sure i'm glad that you want to call attention to this but it's it's almost weird that it has to have its own article yeah to, that like headline i actually don't like but if it was like 10 female sommeliers you should or like or what about like the changing face of yeah, sommeliers yeah 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 and you can do just you know like wait is a sommelier a winemaker no the sommelier is the person um is like a is like a master yeah that's what wine. i thought why are people even writing articles about these people <laughs> Because you have to study really fucking hard and it's not easy to be a sommelier and like the there's not there's only a let's look at this. Twenty three women and hundred forty six men 
in the world are uh, certified through the American chapter on, of the Court of Master Sommeliers. Is our friend that? No, not yet. Oh, but he's working his way there? Yeah, it'll take a long time. It's super hard. Oh, and like, he's a man. A, there's a documentary called Som, I think, S-O-M-M, on Netflix. It's uh-huh. awesome. It's the people studying for this test, and it's insanely so hard. So we're talking under 200 people total. That's crazy. Yeah. It's it's bananas. Um, yeah, and we love wine, and I drink it out of a box, but it's a yeah, serious business. No, I know. Tons of money made like in that industry. Huge deal. So, you know, I agree with you that if it was like the changing face of sommeliers in America. Yeah. And they talked about it that way. Now, I think at first when I was talking about it, I was thinking of like businesses you could support. And that's why Mm -hmm. it would be good to know maybe what's female. Winemakers, too, are winemakers. They talk about them the same way. Female vintners, female winemakers get the same treatment as do brewers. Yeah, well, I remember when um, Amy Strauss was here a few months mm-hmm. ago talking about, you know, sort of the, um, as even just a reporter in the beer industry, talking about how that's been difficult for her and people assume she doesn't know what an IPA is and stuff like yep, that. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. And something that I think is so great that we referenced in an earlier episode too was, if you are a reporter, if you are a journalist and you have that kind of sway, you know, maybe rather than writing The Rise of the Female Sommeliers, um, sommelier, whatever, that word is hard for me. Um, yeah, wine bitches. Wine bitches, The Rise of the Wine Bitches. Um, you know, know these people, know their PR people, become familiar with them. And next time you're writing a wine story, make those, those however many ladies your top sources and go to them before you go to the 10 dudes you know that you've been working with for five years like make that more visible you have the power yeah to put their voices in the forefront of what you're doing yeah agreed use it wisely don't women have better like taste since um, or did I just make that up? I thought that like women like had a more sensitive. I mean, unless we're taste. on the rag. Oh right, <laughs> or more so maybe. Then so you have one super week taste. out of the <laughs> of month, you can be a small yay. Did you know? Okay, wait. <laughs> so did you know that when you're pregnant, your sense of smell heightens? Yes. Okay. So in case people didn't know this, it you you can smell more than the average bear (laughs) probably yeah when you're pregnant you're like on beagle level yeah totally um so that's also kind of goes hand in hand with morning sickness because you know bad smells vomiting whatever um there's people so there's women i just read this the other day excuse me that can when they're pregnant you can smell electricity Oh my god! That never happened to me. I could just smell like raw chicken from like across the room, and I would be like, Bleh. Um, "But you can smell electricity." And then I've read further that there's people who can always smell electricity and who Weird. can always hear electricity. Oh, that would drive me crazy. That would drive me fucking crazy and it's just so weird to me how, like how different people are and there's probably people listening to this who are like duh I know like I can hear my my iPhone right now <laughs> <laughs> that's not electricity <laughs> but 
And they were like, oh, yeah, it's so distracting when, like, you're in a place and you can hear everything that's plugged in. I'm like, oh, my God. What? I would die. Yeah, and I guess electricity gives off, like, some kind of weird smell. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, when I lived in my apartment, even, like, just my studio. So imagine my studio apartment, right? Mm -hmm. You remember it. I was so afraid of mice, which I did have. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And so in every outlet, I put one of those... um, like things that you plug in that's supposed to like ward off mice. Okay. But it's a sound that supposedly only mice can hear, but I could like kind of hear <laughs> oh the buzzing. Oh my God. And since it was in every outlet, mm-hmm. uh, there was always like this low buzzing in my like small studio apartment oh and also mice God. running throughout it because <laughs> yeah. they didn't work. Oh, that was another thing. The people who have, who can hear the electricity, like they can't have their bed against a wall that has wiring in it because oh they can't God. sleep at night because they can hear it. Weird. So weird. Somebody write an article about that. Fuck the lady wine, bitches. It's <laughs> a good ending. I have to pee so Thanks for listening, everybody. This was so much fun. Hope to see you next week on Drink, Drank, Drunk. <laughs> you can find us on the social media at Drunk Word Nerds. And don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. I love this. I hope you like this next week. Bye. Peace. Excuse me. Uh. This has been a riveting production.